Hello, everyone, and welcome to our final podcast of 2018. That's right, the terrible or great or mediocre year of 2018 is over, probably today, since it should post on New Year's Eve. And today, it is a three-man crew. Myself, Spencer. Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) That was like a really bad, uh, like, NPC... Try to read a name. <laughs> that was 2018 in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're not restarting. You heard Dylan. All right, Lee. Uh, uh, Lee. <laughs> it's Mr. Dylan and Lee. That's who's, who's the show today. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we're off to a great start. We are. We're off to something. Um, So today, we're going to start, as always, with our positivity section. We're going to skip the icebreakers because we have a long rundown in the middle of the show of games that we've, or me, have played this year. Yeah, and uh, while they're doing all this positivity stuff, I'll pretty much be in the bullpen warming up. I'll be your closing pitcher tonight with all the negativity that I know you're waiting for. That's right. At the end of the show, to not scare you away, we put it at the end. It's the negative zone. Some people come here for the negative zone. Well, you're going to get it tonight because Lee is pissed off. No. Uh, no FYI, this episode is going to be marked explicit. So, oh, while yeah. I'm here with the flu, uh, let's start going through the positivity uh, throughout 2018, and we're going to start with everyone's favorite game, the greatest game of all time, Fortnite. No, I thought you said the negativity was at the end. Oh, God. Fortnite controlled the world. It brought several billion dollars to Epic Games. It allowed them to launch a store, which actually gives a really good cut to developers, to rival Steam. It also forced PS4 to come play with others and to cross-play. It also allowed Ninja to make money by playing a video game and break tons of records, like that time he played with Drake and he had 628,000 con current viewers, which destroyed the record of 388,000 concurrent viewers on a single stream. And, uh, yeah, so Fortnite basically controlled the world. It's all we saw, and every kid knows Fortnite dances, and that's all we see now. That's all so we see. So do you think that the uh, the 2016 election of Donald Trump paved the way for Fortnite this uh, year? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah okay, that's probably it. I think those are probably related. Didn't he um, sign a bill signing in Fortnite, right? I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I think an exact quote of his was, oh, yeah, the, uh, the you know, killing feel, it's really good. There's dancing. It's bright. It's it's awesome. Best game of all time. <laughs> um, so we saw this recent, like, within our um, adult lives with Minecraft, how a game that a lot of people hated because of uh, it being something that was either simplistic or didn't look good or people just didn't grasp it or understand the appeal of it. Uh, it was something that took over the world once upon a time as well. Uh, basically, Fortnite's the same thing, but with dances? Well, uh, okay, so Fortnite, for me, I work in an electronic store uh, with cell phones. Yes. Fortnite became 
my kid is back on the escalator. <laughs> by that I mean, <laughs> not a day goes by, and I'm keeping this positive, not a day goes by that these kids that love playing that that game, that great game, come in and proceed to try to hook up our demo phones to download the game, thus tying them up for 45 minutes so they can try to unlock some rare skin. So I literally, part of my job is going over and hitting a button so that, like, the installs Fortnite and telling kids, I'm sorry, you can't play Fortnite on the demo phones. I do this multiple times a day, so it's literally my version of that kid is back on the escalator. That was my first experience with Fortnite. What will we do if kids aren't playing Fortnite? They'll be out and about. You don't want that. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to find out that Fortnite has actually, um, you know, helped curve underage uh, sex because nobody's playing that's getting laid, you know what I'm saying? Because the matches are too long. You just don't have time during them. That's what I was saying. Um, I've played plenty of Fortnite this year, and the matches aren't like too I long said, for some people. Like Some people get in there, and by the time I hit the ground, 40 people have died out of 100. <laughs> like right? Some people are really good at dying in that game. But I thought that was part of the uh, experience. Is, I thought sitting it... at the main menu was like the main point of the game. Yeah, so you remember back in MAG when it was really annoying to parachute in and be sniped on your way down? Oh, yeah, it was it was a really good idea um, for a shooter game to uh, not have recoil. Yeah, so that's basically Fortnite. Uh, I see people dying on their parachutes before they even hit the ground because there's some I people just... that just race to the bottom without caring where they land. So that, I mean, Fortnite's fine. I love Fortnite night's existence because it brings in a lot of people that didn't play games before or it helped some kids get into games um that their you know their parents may play games and so that's kind of the bridge it's like baby's first shooter really i mean yeah it's a popcorn game it's yeah. like going to see transformers or something you're not there for a story you're just you want to see something blow up yeah you're not there oh, for well, a good time yeah you're there for a short time and like before you hit and, the ground and like, uh, but does well? Does Fortnite have transforming cars and Megan Fox's midriff? Give it time. Uh, well, that's actually coming in an update. So. Yeah, oh, okay. Give it, give it time. They they cool. added pets this cool. year, and that was cool. So pets and cars, planes, and now Transformers they, they and John Cena. Had and they added Thanos. That's what actually got me into Fortnite this year when they launched the Thanos glove. Um, uh, basically. Everyone fight for the ability to use the glove, and then the glove turns you into Thanos and lets you just wreck people. And I thought that was great. Hmm. Well, I guess I just never figured out what color gun you have to pick up before it doesn't suck. Aww. <laughs> um, but the, the the rise of Fortnite did give some funding to Epic Games and allowed them to really become a, a someone who who may be able to fight Valve. We all know Discord and we, we've used Discord forever and we've we've wondered how Discord stays funded because there's not that many people using their premium options. So the fact that Epic Games comes in here and Discord comes in here to have storefronts to rival Steam, that's going to be great for gamers, for game developers. Do you think Epic and Discord could pull, a, pull the uh, what Facebook did back in the day to MySpace? Everybody used MySpace. Yeah, like MySpace was the biggest thing. That Nothing was, so was cool. ever taken yeah. over. You had your own song on there, top eight. Facebook? Nope. 
Like, most of these kids, A, I've seen a lot of kids who don't even know who Sandra Bullock is. They referred to her as the chick from the bird box, and that that makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, oh, she's really good like, at acting. Like, but B, uh, you think that they half these kids know what MySpace is that play Fortnite? I wonder what the overlap would be. I would like to see a poll of how many, how how many people who are the average demographic for Fortnite actually know what MySpace is. I don't think it, it. I don't think it really matters if they know what MySpace is because MySpace was killed off by Facebook because Facebook was just more general, more bland, but appealing to everybody. MySpace right, but that's was really exactly my point. It's like MySpace is not ancient history. It's not even like that long ago. It's it's not like if you. <laughs> If you ask the same uh, crowd, do you know what MySpace is, and do you know who Erwin Rommel was? I don't think I understand <laughs> your point to this. Well, my point is that like things come and go, even things you think are invincible in the tech world. Yeah, that's so true. Something even as big as Steam, like if they're yeah. not the least bit worried, I think that they probably should be. Is what I was getting at. Oh, because yeah, no one's definitely. In, no one's invincible. Nobody's so invincible. Seeing the juggernaut that Epic has become, even on a game that I don't personally care about, um, I would be worried if I was Steam. And We've I would watched, probably uh, do something uh, besides just have fun little, like, sock and fuzzy slipper items for a winter sale. We watched Sears and Toys R Us go out of business in the last couple of years, and those were two of the biggest mainstays that you thought would never go away. Um, that's... 100%. I mean that nothing is forever and everything has a shelf life and if you become complacent you go away. Fortnite yeah. killed Toys R Us. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. There were no toys for, for the Fortnite and Fortnite was free, so what could kids buy? So the Exactly. The, now there's Fortnite a killed Toys R Us, there. Bush did nine eleven, and Facebook killed uh, you know, MySpace, so we all know that. I still get emails from MySpace. Just wanna throw that out there before I move on. I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, my next topic that I have is Monster Hunter Worlds. It became the highest-selling Steam game in Japan ever, introducing many new PC players to that market. Uh, and it actually became one of the highest-selling uh, Capcom games ever. I believe it's the highest-selling Capcom game they they've ever had. Uh, that game sold over 10 million copies after it launched on PC. Like the PC version when it released in early August, it soared that game. Oh my god, that the game is great, yes, but I cannot believe after being after that game being like an underground franchise for so long, now it's Capcom's best franchise. That's, That's crazy. It, which is pretty incredible. But then again, uh I don't think Capcom murdered this franchise like it did some of their other ones. That that that's true. I mean that with them not trying, like take Resident Evil for example, when they did Resident Evil One, Two, and Three, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. They move on to four, and it's a little more actiony, and people are like, um, "What's happening to my Resident Evil? I love this, but what's happening?" And then Resident Evil Five happened, and it was like, "This is what happened. Great, I don't love this." And then six happened, and they're like, "What did you do to my Resident Evil?" And then seven had to completely revamp the series to be like um, one of your indie horror games that are everywhere uh, to to kind of stay afloat. Um, they kept changing it to appeal to more people. Monster Hunter didn't. It stayed the same for years, fine-tuning its own um, gameplay style, and then it just evolved. All, everything about the games at once evolved to where it could be mainstream. So it was really kind of perfect how they handled 
the growth of Monster Hunter. Wasn't it on just like DS? It was on just PSP for the first several games. Then it went to um, the Wii for a game. Then it went to 3DS and Wii U for a game. Then a couple more games, or a few more games on 3DS. Then it hit PS4 and Xbox One. Okay. And then eventually, of course, being delayed, coming out on on PC, and that that game is is remarkable. It is they've done such a great job. Um, I know my girlfriend; uh, she always kind of looked at Monster Hunter, and she was like, "Well, that, that's cool, I guess. It's not really for me." And uh, I've played all of them. I, every one of them that came on, I, I played the PSP ones. I played the 3DS ones. My brother had the Wii U version when they made one for Wii U that also worked on 3DS. Um, and then it came out on PC. I had already bought it on Xbox because I just couldn't wait, and I kind of thought it was going to get canceled on PC. It came out on PC, and she put like 400 hours into it instantly. Yeah, she's always on it. Yeah, uh, it converted a lot of people. Her, her uh, Skyrim, like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, uh, my father has over 3,500 hours in Skyrim. Uh, yeah, and only 25 minutes in the special edition. He refuses, oh. to, swap <laughs> he refuses to swap over. Also, uh, speaking of hit games, we had Red Dead Redemption 2 come out this year. A much anticipated and highly reviewed game that also sold a ton. Just in its opening weekend, it had the biggest opening weekend for any entertainment medium. Had $725 million within three days. Entertainment uh, medium? No, you can't mean that it beat uh, uh, music and movies and things right no 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 because video games are still small little things that don't make a lot of money right right yeah they're they're what nerds do in their free time they're also for children video games <laughs> are for children and nerds and uh, school shooters and school shooters that's all video yeah. games are for except especially Red... rockstar games especially oh, yeah. rockstar oh, man. Games. just look I... at it and you can tell <laughs> I've had my own gripes with this game, and I'm not going to bring them up because this is the positivity section, but that game has meticulous detail. It has a fantastic main story. Um, It's got a couple of characters that we already loved from the first game because this is a prequel to Red Dead Redemption 1. So I I will never get enough of Dutch and and John Marston. Um, I almost said Jason Marston, but no, uh, John Marston, uh, I, I liked the story to it. Uh, the online play was fine. It had some hiccups here and there. I overall just thought the, the online, uh, game modes were, were kind of boring and lackluster. Um, but, uh, they did to make up for the glitches and stuff that happened at, at the beta of the online. They did give everyone a bunch of money's worth of cash and gold. And cash is something you can't buy in their store. You can only buy gold in their store because it's two different currencies. So that was nice of them. Uh, the game did really well. Of course, it's got great reviews. A lot of people put it up for Game of the Year. It won a lot of awards at the Game Awards. Luckily, not Game of the Year, but... Um, he says luckily during the positive section. I did, but it was nominated, and that's good enough. Because uh, it was nominated for everything. It was nominated for Best Indie Game, I'm sure. Um but I, <laughs> I well, Rockstar's an independent studio. You just don't hear from them that often, you know. Yeah, just their thousand plus voice actors they hired. They're okay. Right. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Red Dead Two, great thing for gaming to have such a hit 
and I hope it doesn't just stop at like Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto. I hope it's not just Rockstar Games that can really get that massive momentum going. Well, uh, do you think when they release Fortnite 2 and it's it costs $9, <laughs> it'll sell <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. Um, uh, also, talking about things that were biggest sellers of the year. We keep going on about that, but that's the main positive stuff for gaming in the year. Uh, the Switch, it became the fastest selling console ever, and Smash, on related note, Smash Brothers Ultimate was Amazon's best selling game of the year before the game launched. It was just based on the pre-orders. Um, but the Switch uh, actual sales hit 23 million um, as of early December right before December started hitting. So 23 million worldwide sales uh, in about 18 months. And that's really big. Um, that puts it on pace to beat out the PS2, which is the number one selling game console of all time. And it's a much... It, it actually, uh, they matched um, the Wii U lifetime sales, which is, is big because Wii U was such a massive failure for them uh, financially, um, even if critically the games weren't failures and the system got a decent review. Like if you look at idiots who review consoles, like just on their own merit, uh, the switch and the Wii U had about the same review scores by a lot of people, but the, the games, there's a reason why a lot of these games on the switch are ported from the Wii U because the Wii U had a lot of good games, but damn if that system wasn't hated by everyone. Don't, not really sure why, but it was. Um, so I, I had a Wii U. I liked it. I thought it was really cool. I still have my Wii U. It's fine. Um, I played a lot of games on it and don't really like to buy the ports that were ported over to the Switch because I'm like, well, I played these things to death on the Wii U, so I'm good. I actually think the game that I had the most time with was the uh, Splinter Cell game. Oh, Blacklist? Uh, because, yeah, I had Blacklist on another system, but I actually enjoyed it with the... Uh, the Wii U tablet so much more, yeah. That um, I played, I played the crap out of that game. Yep. Um, now that I think about it, but that and uh, Smash uh, Four, I played to death on it. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna start us off on this next positive topic. Okay. So swapping away from game sales and stuff like that. So uh, we remember uh, earlier in the year there was a shooting in Jacksonville at a Madden um, tournament, which yep. is. Some real, 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 real stupid stuff. Uh, absolutely dumb. I believe that was in August when that happened. And um, Electronic Arts, everyone's favorite whipping boy right behind Activision, actually stepped up and they uh, they tried to do their best to take care of the uh, families of those who were affected, which is good because the thing of it is, even though it was their game being played, it wasn't like it was a sanctioned tournament and they actually had nothing to do with it. But right, it was right. just something that they did to reach out to the fans. So I'm going to go ahead and say, good job for that, EA. That's Still true. watching you. Still not pre-ordering, but good job for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they really stepped up to the plate, and they they were good guy EA. Like for once uh, in a long time, they were good guy EA. It's just it it sucks that it had to be like a tragedy like that to to really bring that out, um, and to 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 show someone that these are still humans that run this company, not just um, calculators. Uh, so it's that's that's a good and bad story. That's a positive story that could have had a real negative spin. Thank you, Lee, for actually letting it be positive. No problem. I'm happy to help. <laughs> um, the next topic I feel deeply about, too. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be positive yet again. And oh, my is, God. 
Microsoft's handy capable controller. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. It's incredible. Uh, its design is actually really nice. Uh, I like that they actually led a holiday campaign with it, but I personally enjoy the trend of trying to make games more accessible for everyone. Uh, yes. Because as someone who does suffer from hand problems, um, you know, for me, uh, that was actually, that's actually in the past been something that's kept me from fully enjoying games and stuff. Uh, for instance, I never fully got to enjoy Skyward Sword because of the dumb controls. Uh, because here, I, did here not, we go. I did not like the way that the, you know, Wii controls were set up on that game. I thought the game was great, and I really wish I could have played it more. However, I just couldn't play it for more than about 20 minutes uh, with the way that the uh, Wii Nunchuck was. Um, so there are plenty of gamers like me out there who see games that they like but don't feel like they have a way to play them. And I think anything that you know gets rid of those kind of barriers, I'm all for. How does it work? I don't know anything about it. So essentially it's just uh, set up... Um, completely different um it's uh it's it's hard to explain i like i could send you a picture of it through our discord and stuff but essentially think instead of analog sticks you had two giant uh pads almost like if you took the bongos off the donkey kong games back in the day but you (laughs) use those as controllers that is a perfect description on it and stuff like that so essentially it's like playing like uh, DJ Hero with the two turntables. Um, you know, so if you've ever watched someone play Dark Souls with the DJ Hero turntable, uh, you've pretty much seen this, but this is a much, much, much better design. Um, so it's it's really cool. And it's they call it the adaptive controller, and I have to say that that's uh, pretty awesome. And we actually sold quite a few of them where I work. Um, there was definitely a lot of buzz with it. And I think it's awesome, and I personally am all for seeing more products like this. Just like I'm all for companies like Blizzard this year and Overwatch uh, adding more uh, colorblind options and stuff like that. Because as someone who's colorblind too, um, usually they don't ever have a colorblind mode that actually fits me. So I just usually deal with it. Um, and now I don't have to. I can. Well, that is really cool. Yeah, the adaptive controller is really neat. Uh, he described it perfectly with the two turntables. There's also like a, a line of buttons. It depends on how the kid may have to hold it, um, but there's a, a, like a line of buttons on the top of it that they can use instead and hold it like a like a keyboard or hold it like a like you would hold a book carrying it to class. They can do that as well. So it's they, they got a lot of cool stuff with that. It was it's really quite neat versatile. How they did it. It's very well designed. Yeah, sure. and it's like yeah. only ninety nine dollars. So it's only about thirty dollars more than a standard controller. Um, but and even less than an elite controller, so less than fifty dollars less than an elite controller, and the fact that they knew this was not going to be a money maker for them, they knew that this was going to be a uh, a thing that they do to help people play games, and it, with the way that news is so fleeting, especially positive news, it's so fleeting and it doesn't hang around very long before people get pissy again. Um, this isn't really like even a PR move; it was literally like you know they they want to get this done. Um, uh, same thing goes for um, people with maybe Carpal Tunnel. Uh, this year, Microsoft introduced full-on mouse and keyboard support, and that helps a lot of people that ha- can't handle controller. My girlfriend, right. she mostly plays on PC because she cannot play with a controller. Her hands can't handle it. Uh, any controller, she's never found one that's really comfortable. Mouse and keyboard, she can stretch her hands out. She can use her mouse and keyboard that is made for her, and 
Xbox actually added support for that. So that's great. They really want everyone to be able to play their own way. Um, if only they can get their exclusives in line to really drive their, their product. Xbox is really doing everything correctly. Yeah, ironically enough, since we talked about earlier, the only controller I've ever been able to use uh, with uh, my hands was the Wii U tablet. Oh, that was man. the only controller I ever found that was actually comfortable to play with for long periods of time. I thought you were going to say the Duke. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. And now we're going to go through our section of like what games we played this year. I have a long list that's annoyingly long, and I didn't realize it was as long until I was trying to remind myself. I looked on this list on Wikipedia of games that released this year, and I'm going to try to make this quick. I have little bitty notes about each one. Um, and uh, Lee and Dylan, interject whenever you want with whatever games you've played this year. But let me go ahead and get started. Uh, and I'm trying to do this in chronological order of how the year went. Um, Celeste from Matt Makes Games, super hard platformer with rewarding level and puzzle design, which got a lot of perfect scores, including the Audience Award at the Indie Games Fest. Also, the Games for Impact and Best Indie Game Award at the Game Awards. And I think it was up for Game of the Year at IGN. It didn't win, but it was up for Game of the Year. Uh, Monster Hunter World. Was it? That's a holy crap, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter World from Capcom. Amazing evolution of the series with great monster uh, animations, beautiful world designs, a smooth online system, and a lot of stuff I praised it earlier in this podcast. Uh, introduced the series to a lot of people for the first time. Um, Faye from Zoink Games, uh, published by EA. It was a gorgeous 3D platformer slash puzzle game. Uh, it had really cool art design, creature design. It was a, It's a really nice leap into 3D from Stick It to the Man and Zombie Vikings, if you've played those indie games from them before. I played Bayonetta 1 and 2 for the first time this year because it re- released on Switch. Loved them. Uh, sea of Thieves by Rare. Uh, the only note I wrote for this one was, you ever wanted to, um, wanted to just sit on a boat and do nothing? Here it is. I know I'm not the negative part yet of the podcast, but this game was bad. It was really, really bad. It, God. Um, <laughs> after after I got tricked into Game Pass to play Sea of Thieves, um, luckily I only spent the $20 because I forgot to cancel on Sea of Thieves. Uh, I played Far Cry 5, which stayed one of my top favorite games of this year. I had Monster Hunter World, and I was like, this will be my game of the year. Then Far Cry 5 came out, and I'm like, maybe this will be my game of the year. This series really took off with 3. 4 was well-liked. I loved Primal, but man, this became my new favorite Far Cry game. There was great recruitable NPCs all over the place. Really cool map, great story, um, very interesting world that was built. Really good gunplay, probably the best Far Cry's ever had. And the villain, this was the best villain they've ever had. It was voiced by Greg Burke and he, uh, or Brick. Uh, he's I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, he was really all in. Even like his Twitter is still in character for that villain. It was really neat. Well, and right, cool. Yeah, he's, he's really like all into it. He's not big in the voice acting world, but he did great with this one. After I did Far Cry 5, I was like, alright, I got two solid Game of the Year contenders. Then I played God of War, of course, by <laughs> Santa Monica Studios. And I was like, wow, alright, cool. I thought this, the series had ended. Uh, I never thought about him going after like other god tiers, like Pantheons and stuff. And uh, Norse Gods versus Kratos was a great match to continue Kratos' story. Um, it was like Kratos versus the Chosen Son, which is Baldur. Uh, the story is really cool. There's a lot of cool twists. I don't know why I mentioned anything for anyone playing the game that they did so good with the story. They did so good with the Norse timeline. And I just loved everything about this game. And all of a sudden, now I have three Game of the Year contenders. Um, I wrote yo, on here. Yo, Spencer, I'm going to let you finish. Okay. But first, <laughs> okay. first, 
Uh, I'm going to talk about a couple. So okay. uh, one I have is a uh, super indie game. And by that I mean uh, I doubt even Spencer the King of Indie has probably heard of it or played it. Ooh, which it's one? called One Night Hot Spring. Oh my god, uh, I have not. Actually a fun little game. It is, I wouldn't call it a walking simulator, but it is kind of a slice of life game. Uh, but it's very interesting. Uh, it was made by a very small studio, and I only heard about it because another small studio happened to have a tweet that my wife saw, and she told me about it. But you play as a um, transgender girl whose friend invites her to a hot springs in Japan, and it's a very awkward situation, and there's like seven different endings because your choices that you make all throughout every step of everything uh, kind of determine everybody's reactions and stuff. And I played through it a couple times. It takes about 30 minutes each playthrough. And it's very interesting. And it's very well done. And it really does uh, make you think um, a lot. And I think it was a really well done game. And I personally really enjoy it. Um, another one from a little bit bigger was uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I love Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I thought it was a really solid game. Uh, the art's Uh-oh. really good. The uh, versus is a lot of fun. Um, it's definitely a super solid uh, fighting game. Um, so yeah, at, at a couple of our game nights, uh, we had a guy who was really good uh, at Fighter Z, and he actually mained Yamcha. I've not played the game, but if you main Yamcha and you whoop everyone's ass, I have to respect that. Yeah, he absolutely wiped the floor with everyone, and it became a running joke because he would just like do his random howl like a wolf when it would happen, and it was it was freaking hilarious. Wow, wow! Yeah, so, he, he used he used Yamcha as that sleeper. Dragon Ball sure. Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Uh, I really loved the art style. It looked like a living, breathing anime, and that is something that I loved. I've never seen an anime game's art style look that good before. Oh, it's solid. Like, yeah, it definitely. It's definitely had a lot of heart uh, to the game, and the story mode's a little repetitive, but I I can't really tell you a fighting game that's not. Yeah, I mean, all of them are. It's kind of the kind of the thing. Yeah. Um, another one I played is uh, Baldur's Gate Two. Haha, I'm just kidding, but I did play it. Oh my god! Pillars <laughs> uh, <laughs> of Eternity Two: Deadfire. Uh, which I thought was a great game to prove that not everything Obsidian does is great, um, and that even with uh, like the entire talent of uh, the Critical Role cast, uh, you know you can make a six out of ten game. Ouch! Um, Hot take, burn. It, it it's okay. I mean, the game was fine. It had a lot of potential, but just I, I have to say honestly, six out of ten, too much water. Too, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, Damn, literally, too much water. Just, oh my god, the pirate stuff just... Like, you were just on the sea too much um, <laughs> in the game. Anything on the land was great. All the NPC interactions and the character action stuff, awesome. Uh, you get me on that damn ship and make me do a fucking pirate battle, I'm over it. It was, it was done. It was boring. I don't want to read a text-based adventure about pirates. Like, <laughs> it's uh, the only thing that so could be worse than Sea of Thieves involving boats. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I played a um, a few 
few more games uh, on my list. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night by WayForward. It's actually published by 505 Games and Ega. Of course, Ega used to be the developer of um, Castlevania, and now he's making Bloodstained, uh, Curse of the Moon. And this was a little 8-bit kind of uh, treat for anyone that backed it on Kickstarter. It was also $10 if you didn't buy it otherwise. But it was a really good 8-bit tribute to Castlevania. I loved it. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered. I realize it's it's not new. It's a remaster, but it came to PC. I just want to throw it out there. My girlfriend played it for the first time ever. Loved it. And then played it again in October when it released on the Switch, and she got her Alistair Amiibo. Um, I played Detroit Become Human by Quantic Dreams. It had decent storytelling, uh, except the story only goes like one of two ways. Spoiler alert: uh, the ending is going to kind of kind of be. Only one of two ways, really. Uh, it looked great for a PS4 game. Unfortunately, it's probably the weakest of the David Cage PlayStation trilogy. Of course, he did. Um, he's the the one that did Heavy Rain, and everyone usually knows Heavy Rain as being usually that's the regard as the best one of his games. I played, and I saw this on the completionist top ten worst games of the year because you know positive YouTubers need to make worst games of the year videos. Uh, I played Shaq Fu: A Legend Reborn by Saber Interactive. I got it for free because I owned NBA Playgrounds, so I don't I don't know if people would be pissed if they I don't know if I'd hate it if I played it um and paid for it but uh, it was a crazy fun game it was uh you beating up a bunch of celebrities including like Kim Kardashian's ass and there was a head alien that was basically Kanye West and um you had to collect gold bonds uh, as your currency and your health ups were icy hots and they made a couple of general car insurance references and uh yeah so it was everywhere all of his like his sellout stuff <laughs> I was waiting for some Taco Bell stuff in there, but it never happened. Oh, and dude, then, there's that Taco Neck Syndrome? Yeah. <laughs> what? No Taco Neck Syndrome? Are you yeah. kidding me? No Taco Neck Syndrome and, and no Genie stuff. Man. Yeah. I would hang out with Shaq. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess I would. Absolutely. Uh, um, Octopath Traveler came out after that by Square Enix. Okay, you get to play as not one, not two, not three. Not four, not five, not six, not seven, but eight different characters in Octopath. Who would have thunk it? And they Hence all the uh, name Octo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, th- but they all have different classes, weapons, skill sets, weaknesses, personalities, origins, hometowns, stories. It's great. That's eight differences for all eight players. I did that. Wow. I had to do that. I had to write that down. Uh, that was the best. And that was the best JRPG I've played in a while. I loved it. Uh, then I played We Happy Few by Compulsion Games. It was Kickstarter that failed twice, and then it finally succeeded. And I know there was some controversy with them getting publishing from Gearbox. And then the studio was bought out by Microsoft. So morally, that studio is 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 not trustworthy. But I like this game a lot. Trippy 60s England in an isolated world because they suck and they're really North Korean about their, their population and they take happy pills to forget about their failures in World War II. It's just really neat. Um, wow. Yeah, really cool. Uh, then I played Dead Cells by Motion Twin. Um takes a progression of Metroidvania and transforms it into a procedurally generated roguelike uh, fight through changing paths that keep opening as you fight more bosses. You're also almost guaranteed not to make it through on your first run, but the gained blueprints do give you a chance to further and make it worth your while. Instead of limiting your new cool abilities with cooldowns, the game allows you to use... um, uh, 
allows more uses thanks to almost no cooldown. Um, so you can just keep spamming them. Combat is fast and fluid, some of the best of the 2D genre. Dead Cells blends roguelike and Metroidvania by focusing on failures and urging you to try something new the next time. Basically, so I just read the copied Super IGN. Meat Boy? Yeah, Super Meat Boy. No, that whole th- thing was me copying the IGN review because this is tied to something at the end of the show where uh, oh, IGN that copied was, Boomstick uh, you know, Gaming. Yeah, the plagiarizing stuff, which mm, I'm going to bring up right now because I have it written in my notes early. Uh, there's 1.7 million views on Boomstick Gaming's um, IGN callout where he called out the blatant plagiarism, and there's only 74,000 views on the actual review. People love negativity, and they do not care about anything positive. <laughs> Or supporting anybody. I also became a Patreon of his, like a patron of his Patreon, and he only has 19 Patreons. <laughs> like, patrons oh, wow. or whatever. And I'm like, damn. Holy, wow. People love to get angry about it, but they didn't want to actually support the little guy. I'm just bringing yeah, that up now. I don't know. I just think people are weird when it comes to watching stuff, because the other day I just watched a video of, like, I don't know, it's some TikTok video of some girl <laughs> dressed in a cheerleader outfit. Yeah. Like, and it has, like, almost 8 million views. That is TikTok in a nutshell. That is TikTok in a nutshell. Which, we know why that has 8 million views. We all know why. Because it has an underage girl in it? Yes. Oh. Uh, um, she I see a ton of that. Yeah. Was she what? Cosplaying. Yep. Yep, see? Yeah. Yep. Um, also, although, weirdly enough, the video was uploaded by a person called White Rationalist, and their pinned comment is actually <laughs> talking about white genocide in South Africa, so that's kind of weird. But that is weird. Anyway, <laughs> you know, my point is that the internet's weird, man. The, and, the internet and, is. You know weird. what? To stay with the positivity, this is. You can play some soft piano music at this point. This is just talking to anybody because the chances are, if you're listening to a podcast about gaming, you're probably you're probably in the demographic of of someone who feels like you're not loved. And I just want you to know that the internet proves that it doesn't matter what you look like or what you do. Somebody's probably into that. Wow. Roll 34. <laughs> wow. Oh. I just have a few more games to run through quick. Into the Breach, basically chess with mechs. That's really cool. It's an indie game. Check it out. Uh, Spider-Man by Insomniac. Great story. The gameplay actually seemed about the same as every other Spider-Man game. I know all the reviews said, it really makes you feel like Spider-Man. But that's every review ever of any Spider-Man it's game. Every since Spider-Man, Spider-Man game makes you feel like Spider-Man. That's the point of playing a Spider-Man game. Yeah, it's really stupid. But if there it was, was like, pers- oh, the Spider-Man game made you feel like Wolverine, it'd probably be stupid. <laughs> But, but the the stories and the characters, the setup world, the fan service, it was all great. I loved it. Um, I played uh, Hollow Knight by uh, Team Cherry. I kickstarted it. Waited on my Switch code, so I know it came out last year on PC. Played on Switch this year. I loved it. Beautiful art style. That game is brutal. It beat the shit out of me. Assassin's Creed Odyssey by Ubisoft Quebec, which was different than the people that made Origins last year, even though this game feels super similar, but they're both running on the 2.0 engine of the engine they've used for years for every damn Prince of Persia and Assassin's Creed. They finally changed in the last two years, and I've gotten the best Assassin's Creed games I've had ever in the last two years. Odyssey, no joke, is better than Red Dead in almost every facet, and I love it. Uh, I loved everything about... That what they took from Origins DLC and added it into Odyssey. I love the gameplay, the characters, the world. 
the RPG do they still mechanics. Talk about the the thing, the what is it? The, the animus is that even still a thing in the new one? Yeah, actually, the the there's a Origins and this one brought more uh, story into that. So now, like in Origins, at the end, the girl that you were playing as that was going into Bayek of Siwa, um, she uh, she was almost caught, and then Desmond's father showed up. And Desmond's family hasn't even really been anything but lightly referenced since Assassin's Creed 3. And now they're bringing that back into it. And I'm like, oh shit. Now it's getting good. I love this game. It's so good. There's no assassins in this Assassin's Creed. And it's... Yeah, but it's really good. It's probably really good better anyways. because of it, too. It's probably better because of it. Um, <laughs> I played LEGO DC Super Villains by Traveler's Tales. It is just another LEGO game. That is true. But it's got a cool story, and I just want to read off a few of the names wrote down of the voice cast. There's C. Thomas Howe, Brandon Routh, Sissy Jones, Clancy Brown, Dion Delano, Gilbert Godfrey, I don't know why, Gina Torres, Jennifer Hell, Greg Miller, John Barrowman, Michael Dorn, Nolan North, Michael Rosenbaum, Roger Craig Smith, Steve Bloom, who you know from everything, even if you don't know who he is, Tom Kane, Yvette Nicole Brown, don't understand that, the real Batman and the only Batman, Kevin Conroy, Tara Strong, and the real Joker and only Joker, Mark Hamill, and there's a bunch more. More. Like, that's just some of the names I want whoa, to write down. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The only Joker. The only Joker. Yeah. No. The only Joker. Don't bring up Heath Ledger and his bullshit uh, Joker. Okay. I will say, I will. Hey, I will, I will say animated. I love Mark Hamill. I wouldn't say the only Joker though. I will say the best Joker. But DiMaggio's uh, Joker in Under the Red Hood was a better fit for that particular movie. He did a great job. And every Joker. Every actor I've ever seen play the Joker does fit their Joker. I've never seen a bad Joker. But Mark Hamill is like, he's played the Joker so many times, it's got to be him. If you have to choose one Joker, it's got to be Hamill. Yeah. Because yeah. he's never not, not delivered. And That's he's true. always played him. Like, I get he's played him in that one overrated Batman movie. But I like Jared yeah. Leto's better better than he's so legendary. We, hey, we'll be here all night because Spencer's wrong on this opinion, Dylan, so we're just going to move on. This is not uh, okay. This completely. This we're is going to be positive. for a completely different podcast. Uh this nope, nope, skipping this one. Uh okay. yeah, so Mark Campbell, how about that? Look at that Starlink Battle for Atlas by Ubisoft Toronto. I didn't play it, but Spencer did not have his notes. And hey, look, they fixed Star Fox 0 and No Man's Sky at the same time if you own a Switch is in parentheses. But it did buy it digitally, and you get more for your money, and you don't have to put your dumb toys on your controller. It's got super fun space fights. The exploration was great. Uh, you had animal researching. I don't get that. That seems weird. You had mech fights, which are always awesome. Who doesn't love mech fights? And it had a neat story. Neat. Neat story. That's like being called, like, you know, <laughs> handsome. You know? It's just... It's it's, a, it's an interesting compliment, but it probably doesn't make your day. It's an Ubisoft space story. I don't know what you want me to say about it. <laughs> but I'm glad you read my notes. I was actually going to add some stuff to it, but you you read it. It's all good. Next is Red Dead Redemption 2 by Rockstar. Uh, I've already talked about it. It's fine. It's good. It's I cool. believe his actual review was, if I wanted to watch paint dry, but then wear a cowboy hat, that's basically the game. Actually, my notes say a meticulously crafted world with more details than a vegan preaching about where hot dogs come from. <laughs> so, uh, next is Fallout 76. Of course, all of our podcasts are basically dedicated to Fallout 76. So I'm just going to move on. Uh, the storytelling style is great. The world is great. The group play is great. The potential is great. The loud minority of the internet may have ruined it with their negativity, but I hope <laughs> that's the steps up big to save it. Yeah, you know, like... 
all, all those minorities always ruining everything. Can you say that with a straight on. face? Because it sounds so stupid. No, we're done. Move on. We well, do. first we have to talk about Pokemon Let's Go by Game Freak. Yeah. Pokemon Go basically mixed with core Pokemon. It was actually kind of perfect. I used to I used the Pokemon controller YOLO, uh, and um, I'm really it, some people said it cramped your hand. I'm like, okay, well you got fat hands. It's my own fault. Uh, but um, I'm glad this experiment was kept to like a remake of Red, Blue, and Yellow because I still want my deep Pokemon core game next year. I don't want remakes in added with um, um, on their own. I want them just throwing Pokemon Go. I don't want Pokemon Go mixed with my real Pokemon games that they have tournaments for because that would be stupid. Um, and then the final game I have on my list, um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate by Sakurai Man- Bandai Namco. I love this game. I love this game. Actually, today I beat War of Light. I put 30 hours in to beat it 100%, and it was great. I did play on easy, but it doesn't matter. The 100% counts whether you play it on easy or hard. I don't care. Uh, I like games like that because, speaking of accessibility from earlier, it's not fair to some people. Yeah, yeah. I guess the difficulty thing. We've we've talked about that before. Do I know? Are you talking about the server thing? No, no, I mean, like, uh, specifically, like, you know, games that make, uh, you know, the difficulty level that you choose to play on part of, you know, completing the game and doing all this stuff. That's just, that's always been stupid to me. Yeah. Because not everybody wants to do that or has time to do that, you know? it's a little bit different when something like Cuphead comes out and it's really hard and it's like, well, the hard, the game is hard. If, if you can't play the game, then you just don't play the game. Like it's just yeah, one of those things. Just, like that's a that's their creative choice. But if you made a game with easy, normal, and hard difficulty, you made a difficulty slider, which means which means the difficulty isn't actually a part of your of your game design. It's an optional. It's a slider, so it's not really a part of the game design. So in that way, you shouldn't make it a part of unlocking stuff or beating the game. Right. Exactly. So yeah. Um, Anyway, I love I loved the World of Light. It was great. The spirits, the songs, the stages, the fighters, the potential DLC. If I had to choose one game to only have, it would be this game. I loved it. Um, and uh, Lee, uh, I forgot to uh, mention, um, you played Black Ops. You loved Black Ops. It was your favorite game this year. Uh, Black Ops Four. I, I would say I would say seventy six was probably still my favorite. But I will say that this uh, was my my favorite uh, Call of Duty. You know, for a Probably a long time. I was being sarcastic. Like, I was just being. Oh, no, no. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, like, ah. really good. Um, I think uh, they did a really good job. It's one of those that, like, definitely had potential. Uh, and yeah. they definitely have changed a lot of the stuff lately. It, it plays a lot differently than it did at launch. And uh, I think everything's been for the better uh, yeah. now. So I, I got to say, like, yeah, shout out to Treyarch. Uh, they've done a They've done a good job. And, uh, they seem to be pretty active with the community, um, but yeah. we all know 2018 was nothing but bitching about the games that you liked. I mean, that's true. So. That's that's very true. Okay, now we are on the final part of our podcast. We're here at the Negative Zone. And I'm Captain Ultimate. But, yeah, bring it. It's ninth inning. We need, we need Lee in. Okay, all okay. right. <clears throat> all right, so... Keeping down. Do you want me one. to go from ten to one or from one to ten? How do you want me to go through this, Lee? Or do you want to go through it? Oh, hey, let's just have you guys pipe in on it. But I will say that we're going to talk about story number two last because that's you know one that we've talked about a lot. So, oh man, okay. Hey, 
how about you talk about number 10 first since we brought it up earlier? So, Philip Mewson. That's right. Philip Flip Mewson. F L I P. Does his family own the Mewson X fortune? Uh, I don't I believe, believe so. so. I don't believe oh, really? so. Or else he I, wouldn't I, be so desperate to, to like destroy people's um, YouTube channels to further his shitty little career at IGN. Um, mm. Well, let's be fair. Everyone that's been in his position at IGN, his exact position that he had, has moved on within a couple of years to work straight for Nintendo. He was put in charge of the Nintendo uh, part of IGN, which we know is not a big part of IGN. And um, he... Uh, they looked up and they found that he had actually plagiarized many of his YouTube videos. And, and he was hired to replace Jose Otero by just his YouTube background. And his YouTube background wasn't even great. He wasn't a big YouTuber. He was just a YouTuber. Just another average YouTuber. And who Oh, there's no such reviews. thing as an average YouTuber. There's oh my not God. like a bunch of those. Oh my God. So... Uh. He gets hired into this position because they need a YouTuber for video content. It takes him a while to finally get to the point where he's editing his own video review of a game. And he actually tweeted that, Hey, tomorrow, my first ever uh, review that I edited, I edited all by myself goes up. Talking about Dead Cells. The review that he plagiarized from Boomstick Gaming. How you, plagiarized was it? Was it like word for word type of thing? Or in, at points, yes. Now, Boomstick Gaming did a side by side comparison of the two videos, and he started stopping it. And there are sometimes several sentences in a row that are complete copies, except for you take a word and you just change it for a very similar word. Like it's, but they're the same sentence structure and they're the same like, words. Yeah. At what one point, instead of saying unmitigated gall, he says temerity. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm and, teaching the kids at home definitions since they're listening. To this, don't okay? plagiarize; you'll get a bad grade. Like this. Dude. Oh, don't. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> like it's it's better if you just straight up tell your teacher, "Hey, I'm a dumbass and I couldn't come up with anything," than plagiarizing. Because I mean, here's the thing: yeah. then you're still going to get a bad grade if you plagiarize. But if you just tell the teacher you're a dumbass and you don't plagiarize, you actually did less work for the same grade. So <laughs> just do that. Life tip, kids. Uh, and they, they, don't, don't plagiarize stuff. And, of course, the Internet will investigate when they're pissed off enough. That's the only time they ever do any damn work is when they're pissed off. So they yeah, went through... Yeah, that's how they through... got James Gunn fired this year, too. But anyway... Yeah, fuckers. Uh, so they went through Philip uh, Mewson's history, and they found many, many reviews where he ripped people off. And then they found the reviews that he ripped off. Like, they did all the work ever, uh, especially Kotaku, who broke the story uh, from Boots at Gaming and just kept adding on, adding on. And then, you know what? Before the add-ons happened, when I, Kotaku was just reporting it and said, you know what, we found this other instance where he may have uh, copied a review while he was at IGN. He said um, he said in a video, he posted a video in a tweet saying, Kotaku can come and attack me all they want. They, they're not going to find anything. And Kotaku went looked further, and they found way more. And then he just left Twitter. His Twitter is still the exact same. If you look up Flip Mucin, F-L-I-P, M-U-C-I-N, I believe. If you look him up on Twitter, uh, you'll find his Twitter is about the same as it was when he was shit-canned and caught um, uh, plagiarizing. Like, yeah, it is... Co- taco may, may be my least favorite taco to eat, but they did a good <laughs> job on that one. I, I I loved his downfall. Uh, I hate that I go on his... He still tries to post YouTube videos every now and then, and his commenters are like Bieber fans. They are rabid and blind and crazy. Well, 
Why though? What has he done? Is he like is he attractive? I don't understand it. So I he didn't answer the question. So Dylan, what do you think? He thinks he's hot, doesn't he? Uh well, you know, it's like those <laughs> girls who get with serial killers in prison. Right. Or or Chris Brown. Or uh, yeah, girls will yeah. get with Chris Brown, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's all I've got to say about it. Uh, Flip Mewson's a piece of crap. He's a piece of garbage. And um, well, Team Breezy too, yeah. Uh, IGN isn't to be trusted. Uh, no reviewers is to be trusted. Just this is just a really good lesson for everybody. Don't trust reviews. Just form your own opinion. Yeah, don't trust anyone, including yourself. That's true. Like especially if you have a, a mental illness, definitely don't trust yourself. You're probably wrong. Would You're you... probably wrong about uh, thinking you're wrong too. When you read a review and you're going to let that review dictate whether you buy a game or not, just hold up a mirror, look your, look at yourself in the mirror and say these words. I'm about to let some stranger's opinion on something dictate whether I try to have fun with this or not. Right. Always, always tell someone, if someone wants to tell you, hey, you should or shouldn't buy a game, ask them if they're paying for it. If they'll put the money up for it, listen to their opinion. If not, don't. Yeah. Kids, I'm going to give you another lesson right now. This uh, this is you know you like you like stuff that starts with F like Fortnite. So I'm gonna give you the three F rule for life. Okay. If someone ain't feeding, fucking, or financing you, don't put up with their shit. Oh wow, that's okay. a good one. All right, yeah, cool. There you go. All right, so you wanna move on? What's the next topic, Lee? You're the you're the uh, we're gonna talk about number master. nine. The uh, the PSX canceled and no Sony at E3. Okay. Uh, I thought Sony was at E3 this year. No, uh, next year going forward. No, see. No, this year were they there? Because I think instead they had a musician. They had like four musicians and like four stages for four games. It was really weird. There was almost I no they point were just to showing movies. Yeah, there was Did no point to, to Sony being there in twenty seven, uh, twenty eighteen, much less for twenty nineteen. That's stupid. So why did Sony make this decision? Uh, they really didn't have anything. To, they didn't have anything. Like PSX was canceled because they had nothing significant to show. Well, Microsoft didn't have anything, but they were still there. I know. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, look at the look at the money that Microsoft's got to burn compared to Sony, just as companies, parent companies. Yeah, um, I know, but it, like I, that's kind of weird. But at the same time, uh, do we really need E3? I think we talked about this on our E3 podcast. Is yeah, E3 we don't need E3. Still relevant? We don't need E3. We don't need E3 at all. What do you think, Dylan? What's your opinion on that? You didn't get to weigh in on our podcast about it. I, you know, I used to have. I it was really an event. For, it used to be an event for me. I would just set the day aside and I just watch everything. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's still some people that do that. But Oh yeah. I actually have three, uh, three people in my D&D group that uh, t- they take off work for it. Yeah. What? I mean, oh yeah. Big big it, to them. I don't think we need it as far as like, you know, no. like practicality, but it's still like an event for games and it it's positive in that aspect where it kind of brings gamers together. Yeah, but nothing brings gamers together like hating on shit, though. Yeah, that's true. So I think that's what E3 was always good good for, is because you definitely had your cringy moments. Yeah. Uh, Bridge Racer. Oh, man. <laughs> although, although, I will say, as cringy as that was, uh, going to number one on our thing, uh, Blizzard proved that they could actually be worse than E3 with, don't you guys have phones? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. BlizzCon, wow. Wow. Hey, so all three of us like to play games on our PC. So, yeah. so Dylan, as a PC gamer, I know uh, your favorite thing to do is probably play games on your phone, right? I, I I actually play Fortnite on my phone. I don't even 
I don't even play with the PC uh, exclusively on my phone. Really? Yes. Oh, that's, that's wait, is that a real? Are you being a, are you being a jerk? Just no, joking? Absolutely or? not. <laughs> no, I was gonna say uh, <laughs> mobile Fortnite. Uh, I don't understand why it exists. Me neither. Um, well, I do because money. <laughs> they needed yeah. a small loan of a million dollars. Uh, you can tell who's playing Fortnite on their phone because they just they just can't play. Like it's just not functional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's even a, like an auto shoot people button on mobile. Here's a, kind of interesting. It's still you still can't hit any. <laughs> I mean, it's you want, real bad. You want to know the games I, I play on my like, phone? Uh, Fallout Shelter for me, but what's for you? Um, well, I did play Mario Run and Simpsons Tapped Out, and Fallout Shelter, which is basically Fallout version of Simpsons Tapped Out, kind of. I play Pokemon right. Go still. Um, I played a shit ton of Fire Emblem Heroes, Goosebumps. Uh, I played Animal Crossing po- uh, Pocket Camp, Slayaway Camp. Um, South Park, the Jason version of Slayaway Camp, uh, which is the Friday the 13th mobile game. Um, the South Park game I didn't play very long. WWE Champions I didn't play very long because it was really focused on loot boxes. Uh, and then I didn't even give a chance to Dragalia. The game sucked. I played Town of Salem on my phone and uh, Hold.io. And I downloaded oh. Ghostbusters. I never played it because uh, two weeks after they launched it, and I still hadn't played it yet, everyone was like, oh, they ruined the game. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. The only game I play on my phone is looking at Twitter, closing Twitter, and then immediately opening it again, forgetting I just closed it. Um, (laughs) That's my favorite game that I play. Yeah, same. All right. All right. Don't you love closing the app and opening the same app you just, like, closed? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do love that. Oh, also, another classic game I play is uh, looking at your phone, putting it away, and then wondering what time it is. And pulling yeah. it back out to look at the time. That's a great game, and that one's free to play. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, going to number eight, if there's one thing that Spencer hates worse than Ebola, uh, it's Prima Game Guides. And so I, I know he's happy that they are no longer going to be a thing. Yeah. Why do, you pre- hate, why do you hate Prima Game Guides so much? Because um, no one buys them. They're useless. They just sit on store shelves until they're <laughs> pennied out and thrown away. Not even recycled. Just thrown away. Um, BT Dubs. These things don't go clearance and are sold off. These things literally go throw away. Prima Games sends notices to all stores that sell them. Hey, when we're no longer going to support this or we want you to relieve your stock, just throw it away. Like, what? These were literally wastes of trees, and I'm glad they're gone. I never used one. Personally, I bought a couple uh, for decoration, basically. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, the, like the cool hardcover ones, I would buy like when we like I'd pick them up out of the trash after we threw them away. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't really do that. I think the last Prima game guide I used was, ironically enough, it was the one for Ocarina of Time back in the day, but uh, it belonged to my cousins, and it had some pages ripped out. Do you want to know the pages that were ripped out of that game guide were the fucking Water Temple? So that game guide didn't do me any goddamn good because I didn't need that fucking game guide except for that one <laughs> Why do you need a book, a $20 book, when you can just Google it and get the same, same exactly. exact thing? Or YouTube well, get a video. Back in the day when I was a child, the Google <laughs> wasn't really a thing that you could do without parental no, supervision. Right, right, right. Okay, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, nowadays, why would you do this? Because, like, 
you know, they're they're like I, I know I'm this way that like I will literally send like stuff to you guys, you know, or, or tell you or, like we just tell each other when we're playing a game. Oh, hey, by the way, over here there's X Easter egg and there's this place where you can farm this. Like I, I showed Spencer yesterday where yeah. to farm the chainsaw in True. Fallout seventy six. Like I'm like, here, follow me past this radio tower and up this weird, windy, fucking rocky trail. Oh, look, here's a chainsaw. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, just, I don't need a Prima game guide to tell me where that chainsaw is and stuff. I just, you just stumble upon stuff or someone else has usually found it, you know? True. I don't even uh, think about them. Game yeah, guides. I, I mean, like... My favorite game guides that look like decoration anymore are made by Dark Horse Comics anyway, so fuck it. <laughs> Well, like, I'm just thinking, like, about my setup now, and I'm wondering where a game guide book would go into it. Where do you prop it up when you're playing? What do you, like, what What do you do with the game guide? You uh, put it on your, <laughs> uh, you put it on your bookcase that you have for some reason, because your parents handed it down to you, and it makes it look like you read books. So, that's a thing. Hmm, I mean, I guess that's going. Uh, anyway, going back to an era when you actually did probably have to use a game guide, Oh, uh, transition the, time. The PS1 Classic. Um, although, I will say, the people who decided on the games of this probably needed a guide from someone who actually knew what their demographic wanted. Ah, but because... you know what they got? They got a guide from oh. the marketing team who said, we're having this and this and this re-release with a remaster, so you can't put that on there. Yeah. Uh, how about the, how about how about them games, yo? Those are, those are some fucking... Putting asses in the seats games. God That's for fucking sure. And we already we already covered how bad these games were, but the emulation was bad too. Oh, but at least you can add more games like later on, right? Yeah. Alright, <laughs> first, first what is the some of the games? Okay, so uh let's see, we got I'm gonna pull up the full list and I'm just gonna say I've got I've okay. I, I know which ones are on there if you want me to go ahead and tell everyone. Oh I, I mean I got them here. The only one I care about I, I care about Cool Borders two and the first Metal Gear Solid and I, I'd say Tekken three is pretty solid. Yeah. How about we do uh how about we do pass fail? I'm gonna name the game and we all say pass or fail. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh Battle Arena uh, Toshiden. I don't know what that is. Fail. Fail. I don't know what it is, so fail. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna <laughs> fail a game. On the PlayStation Classic, you're gonna put a game that I don't know? Like, from my era of, like, where games were life? Like, really? man, the PlayStation dominated the fucking world. The PlayStation was the Fortnite of back <laughs> in the day. Like, oh they God. were on every goddamn Pizza Hut commercial and stuff like that. Like, I, I bought a pizza one time because I was playing PlayStation and I saw a magazine <laughs> ad in my Prima Games Guide that said, hey, look, here's some fucking pizza. And I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's how I actually got my PlayStation 1, was I bought a pizza box from Pizza Hut, and it just came with it. I mean, it, they were just going like hotcakes. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, oh that's my God. actually <laughs> All right, go to another game. Okay, yeah, so, all right, we're going to continue the pass-fail. Let's just go through the list. All right, Battle Arena Toshinden was a fail. Right. Uh, cool Borders yeah. 2. Oh, that's a pass for me. I like that one. Uh, I never played it, so... Fail. Fail <laughs> for me as well. I just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure if it was... It was fun. I'm sure... Okay, I'm, I'm... I'm. Keep going. Destruction Derby. Fail. Fail. 
never yeah. even freaking heard of it. Like, no, sorry. And I'm sure there's one person sitting at home right now who's raging, <laughs> wearing yeah. their custom-made Destruction Derby shirt they got off the <laughs> Fucking um, bastards. How could you not play Destruction Derby? Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Pass. Uh, oh, I, wow. Like, really? Final Fantasy VII? That's, uh, that's the best one in the series, so fail. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm really rating these on if they deserve to be on the PlayStation Classic, not if I like them. I don't like Final Fantasy VII, but I think yeah, it deserves to be on the PlayStation isn't Classic. Is that one that they're going to yeah. remake anyway? It's Final Fantasy, though. It's Final Fantasy VII. It's synonymous. It's it's like not having it's... Ocarina of Time on the N64 Classic, I, I feel even like though I'm we crazy all know Majora's Mask is better. I'm apparently the only person who's ever noticed that there's a lot of goddamn final ones. Yeah. Um, Grand Theft Auto 1. Pass. Uh, no, they could. They should have put Driver Two on there instead. Oh Driver my God, that is, better. that is better. Because I was... the comment, Lee. No, <laughs> Driver Two is fucking amazing. Driver Two, I will have you know, Dylan was the first driving game that featured realistic curves and not just square patterns. Okay, if you're gonna put out, if you're trying to make money, because that's what the business is trying to do, are you gonna mm-hmm. put Driver Two? Grand Hell Theft. yeah! You're gonna put both of them and oh. not put Destruction Derby. Exactly. Okay. Don't put like seriously. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. We're going through this list. Bring just up some of the hard drive space from Battle Arena to Sheedan and Destruction <laughs> Derby and Final Fantasy VII, and we could have both Grand Theft Auto and Driver Two. Let me reiterate uh, the rule to this: we're basing it on if if you think that this is what the PlayStation yeah, is. We're gonna spend the for. whole thing talking about this, and I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. I got three passes and seventeen fails on this list. <laughs> all right, Intelligent I know Cube. All about that Ridge Racer Type Four. Intelligent Cube. <laughs> Intelligent Cube. No, what the hell is Fail. that? You know that we don't even know what that is. <laughs> jumping like, Flash. What? Fail. Are we, like Jumping Jack? Metal Gear Solid One. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pass. <laughs> like, Seriously, they may have well have just included an actual copy of Jumpin' Jack Flash. Sorry, oh Whoopi God. Goldberg on there, and it would have been more relevant to things that people cared about on the PlayStation 1. The only out. soundtrack uh, song, song on the soundtrack is the Rolling Stones, Jumpin' Jack Flash. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they could <laughs> The have one song on the soundtrack. That's it. Over and over. Um, Metal Gear Solid 1, pass. Yeah, it's a solid one. Yeah, That's a pass. solid one. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Driller, fail. <laughs> That sounds like a real shitty porn. It, like, it does, doesn't it? Like Mr. Driller, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. Oddworld oh. Abe's Odyssey. Well, yeah. pass. Oddworld yeah. Abe's Odyssey, pass. I give it a pass. Well, I haven't played it. I'm going to give it <laughs> a meh. Okay, I'm Rayman give it a one. Meh, rotate of the hand. Oh my god. R- Rayman, I think it I think a better choice would have been the actual movie Rain Man on here. I give Rayman a, a pass. Yeah, that's because you like it already, though. No, I just think from the era it represents that era. Fine, I'm not yeah, based okay. on whether I'll, I like it. I'll give it. I'll give it that one. Rayman's probably a good one. Yeah, on I mean, one. it's the only damn platform they put on this thing. Um, Resident Evil Director's Cut, pass. Yeah, I mean, I mean, got, they should I mean, put I two, like, but whatever. I feel like that's a classic. Yeah, two would have been a better choice, but but yeah, can you put one or two without one? Whatever. Um, Revelations Persona. Uh, given how popular Persona is now as a franchise, I guess you give it a pass. I guess. I mean, see, that makes sense to me. It's like okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Ridge Racer Type Four. Oh, Dylan's favorite game. Get the Fail for the meme. Fail. Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo. 
fail. I, th- I got excited at first because I thought for some reason it was Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's not, fail. so fuck that game. Alright, so Siphon Filter. <laughs> That's um, one of those that everybody talks talks about or whatever, but like, I just remember spending a lot of quarters playing the like arcade version of it or something and it not being... Yeah, I'm going to give it a fail. Yeah. They uh, should put Golden Eye on there instead from the N64. Oh my god, there's so many copyright problems right now. Uh, Tekken 3. <laughs> Tekken 3, yeah. I give it a pass. Uh, yeah, they Tekken, Tekken 3, uh, yeah, solid. Uh, Tom Clancy, Rainbow Six. Uh, the first pass. one was, like, good, I think, right? Like, I think that's a good series to do, especially given how, like, I feel like if they had done the same thing with all of these, if they had just gone... And done the like the earliest version of a game that's popular now. Yes, like on there, I think that would have been like cool. And then Very if they had done say ten games that were like their heavy hitters, like I don't know, fucking Spyro the Dragon or something. Yep. Um, Other... Twisted Metal definitely belongs on here. Twisted Metal pass, oh, and then God, w- yes. Wild Arms fail. What is Wild Arms? I don't know. Fail. God, we're not real an, gamers, man. It's an <laughs> RPG, but there were so many other RPGs they could have shown, they could have chosen. It's just, uh... yeah, like, uh, uh, well, you know, no, I think that's the only problem is obviously the PlayStation didn't have any platformers and also didn't have any JRPGs to choose from. Really, when they they know they damn passed on Medieval to put this on there, Wild Arms. Gosh, I mean, yeah. So no, the PlayStation Classic, ugh. I say let's just fuck all and off about that. We're not even going to talk about that anymore. Yeah, let's talk about like we already talked about mobile games and stuff. <laughs> but man, number six, EA Command and Conquer as a mobile game. And Don't you guys have phones? The worst part is how oh, cringy man. that fucking whole like demo was of like yeah. you guys playing. Yeah, I didn't see the demo, but look, as a fan of RTS games, Command and Conquer is essential. One of the grandfathers. And you put it on a... First of all, you fuck it up with Tiberium Twilight, which was a terrible game. Terrible game. Uh-oh, Dylan knows his shit. Yeah, we found... We found, we found, we found the guy. Right. I'm on Tear the into right him. Now, okay? And then you want to put the next Command & Conquer, which you've already fucked up on mobile. Get the... I'm I, I really passionate about... have a phone, Dylan? <laughs> Yeah, do I you have, have a phone, but I don't, I don't want to fucking play. That all, is a... all your hard drive is taken up with Fortnite. How are you going to play Command and Conquer? <laughs> you're right, you're right. That is a giant series, and you put it on mobile. You've yeah. got me fucked up. I think when they said Command and Conquer, I think everybody was like really excited. And then when they saw it was a mobile thing and they saw what was going on, that was like the air got let out of the fucking room, dude. <laughs> it was like, what? It was a huge franchise. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, now yeah, it's small. Absolutely. Small enough to fit on your phone screen. I, I just think, I think the mobile game thing. Like, I get they make money. I get that they're going after other markets and stuff with it. But I gotta say, if the game companies keep doing this, they're going to end up like number four, uh, Telltale Games, and they're going to get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm yeah. starting a petition for the Command and Conquer game because EA just needs to be put down for that summary <laughs> execution. <laughs> wow. It's like 
They've done a lot, but that was I'm like still, the final straw, huh? I'm still stuck on that. Go ahead. No, yeah. you keep talking about it, man. Like, absolutely. We never shut the fuck that, up. Okay? They're going to put <laughs> loot boxes in an RTS game. I already know it. You're pretty oh. sure about that, too, huh? It's EA. Yeah? <laughs> like, eating ass. Like, or yeah. electronic arts or whatever they're... I, I forgot what it was. <laughs> okay, what's the next subject? <laughs> no, he, we're still talking about how, how mobile sucks. I don't and know. Oh, my God. I, I look, know. Dylan. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can like change your mind on mobile games. Okay. Say for instance, you travel to the studios where, like, or EA Studios, wherever they are. However, they do that. Anyway, you you go to their headquarters, right. uh, and you're going to talk to them about how to make an actual good RTS game about getting back to their roots. You got the the ear of the people who actually run it and stuff. When you're sitting in the lobby waiting to talk to them, what are you going to play? Yeah, you'll change your tune then, kiddo. I'm not going to play a Command & Conquer game. I I will be on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Snapchat. You know what? I think that's an untapped market. I think they wow. need to have <laughs> games that you play in the actual Instagram and Snapchat stories. <laughs> that's the worst that's idea true. I could think of, actually. We're going to send Snapchats over... Fallout Shelter. Oh, over Command and Conquer. Yes. <laughs> so the you get like, oh, you want to upgrade your base? You have to watch a TikTok ad. <laughs> <laughs> mom, uh, mom. You can mom. either pay for this loot box, which the loot boxes contain TikTok ad skips, or you have to watch the TikTok ad. <laughs> I'd rather watch a TikTok ad than play that game. Wow, that's woo, man. That's some fiery, burning passion. I, it is. That's true. Oh, by That's the way, if you can't burn. tell at home, none of us give a fuck Telltale closed down. They they literally <laughs> ran their own company into the ground. They pushed yeah. through too many unfinished products that were the same exact fucking format and thing. And I think people just got tired of them. So, you know, fuck them. Sorry the people lost their jobs. But, you know, hey, the people that ran the company were, you know, shit. I hope you all find, like, work doing something better. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so... Speaking of uh, devs being treated like shit, Rockstar, Rockstar yeah. Games, RDR two, Red Dead Redemption two, hundred hour work weeks. Oh, poor guys. Oh man. Oh, and that's not shit. So, um... <laughs> that's not shit. My dad puts more hours than that in Skyrim every week, and he works <laughs> a full time fucking job. So uh, the 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 big problem with this is that, that first off, um, Rockstar sent a lot of their heavy hitters in their company to say, no, we were the ones working all the hours, yada, yada, yada. And then some people did some in-depth re- reporting, and uh, then they found out, oh, no, the, these these guys are covering. And there's former employees that were, re- like, there was a few brave employees that still worked there, but there was a lot of former employees that were like, you know, that's the way it works. Like, that's the way yeah. it works what in almost hell? all of gaming. Me- is Here's crunch. a message to Rockstar developers. Um like you guys could have called about all these abuses and told people, don't you guys have phones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, yeah. So basically, uh, the, their idea of crunch, which is when you're getting a game prepared for launch, is that especially it's really weird for Rockstar because they delay their games a lot. They always have delayed their games a lot. So to it's have like crunch, they sat they sat with their thumb up their ass for five years, and then they were like, oh shit, the game launches in three months, you guys. Holy <laughs> crap. Uh wow um woo. 
We gotta we gotta add some fucking polygons and shit in this thing. <laughs> so it, it's weird because it the, there's no dev developer union. So a, a, a studio as big as Take Two, um, who owns Rockstar, to allow this to happen, and for Rockstar to implement this kind of work schedule on their developers. I mean, I feel like people didn't get angry enough about this on, like, of all the things to get angry about, it's like, oh, well, we love Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption 2, so we can't get mad about how they treated who made it. No, it's like, see, you should. I, human human rights violations and ethics violations and, like, people being mistreated, like, that's that's all well and good, bro, but, but my microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, which Rockstar still has in Red Dead Redemption 2. It's stupid. So, um, <gasps> no. you know... The, the, the people that were really mad about dumb stuff all year, and then this comes out, and people are mad for like a week, and then it fizzles. And I still see people mad as hell about Fallout 76, because it wasn't the game that they wanted, but it was exactly the game that they were promised. Uh, and So, it, for a I while, I hated myself, so I subscribed to the uh, Fallout uh, subreddit, uh, the Black Ops 4 subreddit, Gaming, and then I just would take a peek at the Red Dead Redemption 2 subreddit every day. And goddamn, nobody likes them fucking games, man. <laughs> like, if you listen to just Reddit, Reddit like... go on, man. I'm sorry. Does anyone on Reddit like anything? No. Uh, other than, like, the only thing that they like on Reddit is recycling stale fucking jokes in the comments and, yeah. uh, like, girls with daddy issues buttholes. I'd say that's very accurate. Very yeah. accurate. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, they also really like saying we did it, Reddit, even though they don't do anything. <laughs> so, anyway, in in conclusion with my Red Dead Redemption 2 stuff that I want to talk about, Rockstar, fuck you. And for any of the fans of games that want to get more pissed off about a gameplay style not being your cup of tea, but you don't get pissed off about the people that are making your games losing their families and losing their health to bring these games to you when they should just be brought out whenever they can, not by a certain structure of Christmas or by a certain schedule release date. Um, fuck you, too. Fuck all of you. Fuck everybody. Well, Ted DiBiase uh, said it right when he said everyone has a price. So I guess until people get to the point where they don't feel they're making enough money to put up with it, but uh, they don't. They don't make enough good. money to put up with it. But idiot kids get it in this head like, I want to make video games for a living. And then they go to school and waste tons of money going to make video games for a living. Here's, and here's then they go and make the video games. Don't follow your fucking dreams. No. Don't. You think you want to make games. You really don't. You're going to be piss poor making your own games with your own creative freedom and being uh, an indie game developer. Or you might be that one in a million that breaks it big and has enough money to buy his own house or some shit. Or you'll be working in a cubicle like everyone else. Like if you see, go watch Office Space and see what they do and see how miserable they are. And that is exactly how you'll do in the games industry. But you'll have real deadlines for products and you'll have to do the crunch thing because there's no yeah, game you need to take care to of you. Yeah, but play devil's advocate, every job sucks. And if you could say you're working in the gaming industry and you actually somewhat enjoyed what you do, you know, were doing, eh, I mean, that's 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 all well and good. It you know, 
No, that that's not the same. I mean, you're 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 not you're you're getting paid the same job as a shit job, and you're in the games industry, but have fun getting put on the ball testicle team at Rockstar, where you're in charge of putting all the hair follicles and making sure they sway with the wind. And then your friend over there, Beatrice, she was hired for diversity reasons, and she's in charge of making sure the testicles can grow and shrink depending on the climate, like. No, the games industry is harsh on women, it's bad to minorities, and it doesn't pay you your actual legal right, and they work you insane hours. They, you're going to make a salary because you're going to be making eight fifty an hour when it all rolls out. Go work at Walmart, you'll make 10 And just play the games and enjoy them. And make God, your indie games damn. in the free time. So apparently, the moral of the story is we don't like games either. All game right. development, Look. the business. No, I don't love. I hate the business of games until they so fix you, it. You hate the fact that the games industry has become an industry. I hate the fact that it's become an abusive industry. All the other mm-hmm. entertainment industries have a union, except for video games. They're the only one that has no sort of union. So fucking rise up, resist. Rise up and how resist. Many, how many other, how many other uh, studios work hours like that? All of them uh, are probably salary. All of them. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I even, even the Bethesda, you know, Bethesda Game Studios, I know their support offices are busy because Brittany hasn't responded to my support <laughs> ticket yet. Thank you very much. It's been 11 hours. I was very nice. I even said thank you in advance in my thing. Brittany, come on, get back oh on there God. and read it. Anyway. Well, all the Redditors are sending in tickets, so. That's true. They're probably sending in stuff like, the, the camp bad. Uh, <laughs> okay. Scorch Beast Queen, hard. While Rockstar, while we're on Rockstar, I have a message for Rockstar. Where the fuck is Bully Two? Okay. You've been fucking around with Red Dead Redemption and GTA. <laughs> we played that before. Okay. It's not really that different. You know what's different? Bully. That is different. Yeah. I want to see Bully Two. Who doesn't? Anyone who's played Bully is like, yeah, I'd do that. That was an incredible game. My favorite Rockstar game. Well, give it six years to play it because it'll take them five years to come out with another fucking game after Red Dead Redemption 2 and then another year to port it to PC. It's going to be 15 years because they have to make the next GTA. We're just never going to get a Bully. No, we're never going to get Bully. There's well, not enough microtransaction possibility. Is the people running Rockstar? You know, I was going to say that, but it's not the bully without; it's the bully within. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking oh of getting bullied, yeah. Fallout seventy six. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit! This will be our final negative topic of the night. Holy shit! Oh my god! So, uh, you know, like, I think okay. The the indignance that people responded with "Don't you guys have phones to Blizzard?" is rivaled only by when you say, "Oh yeah, I enjoy Fallout seventy six on the internet." Oh, don't do that. Don't enjoy things. That's a bad idea. You probably no. shouldn't do that because when people at work are like, huh, "Fallout seventy six, dumb, it bad," I'm like, "Oh, I enjoy it. Have you played it?" No. Okay. Um. So you have like you know, fucking. Bad. Yeah, you have fucking YouTubers like, you know, Juice Fuck and, you know, Ass Wiper, whoever the fuck is making videos. <laughs> and they get on there and they run with these fake fucking stories, literally fake news. Um, they just 
people just make up shit like, oh my god, I was playing Fallout 76 and I looked in my stash box and all my loot disappeared and then there was a knock on the door and Tom How- Todd Howard came in <laughs> and he shoved his dry dick straight into my asshole and he, you know, as he penetrated me, he whispered, the DLC won't be free. <laughs> and, you know, they make a whole YouTube video about it and stuff. And it's like, yeah, and then people are just like, wow, I can't believe that. This game is horrible, uh, you know, and stuff. And, like, people are, have just made up so many things about it. And it's like, the game has issues. It's got yeah. some problems, okay? It's probably like your second girlfriend. The first one was pretty sweet. You got the second one, and you thought you knew what you were doing. You really didn't. She was a, probably a psychopath. She probably wrote emo poems and thought she had talent, and you told her you, you, you know, she did. <laughs> that way you could hold her hand and touch her boobies. But Fallout 76 is like your second girlfriend. There's a couple issues. That was but... so accurate. <laughs> but yeah. they're probably different issues than the one that you can see. <laughs> so accurate. Wow. Uh, Look, I have a question. Okay. Spencer, okay. you yeah. wrote, in quotes, is this some kind of cruel vault tech experiment? What yes. did you mean by that? Um, the, uh, th- that's how the community, uh, basically regards Fallout 76 because, uh, they are, they were told from the outset, from E3, all right, and I knew, and Bethesda had to know, this was going to piss some people off. They were told from the outset, okay, there's not going to be your standard normal NPCs that you've been used to for the entire history of Fallout for 20 years, those those people won't exist anymore. Okay, you're the first people to come out of the vault. Okay, any NPC you see that's a person will be an actual person. Okay, um, they 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 messed up by not having text chat or um uh um uh push to talk. They they messed up by not having that from the get go for PC players. But whatever, that's just little gripes. Um, but also the people that were told that there weren't any NPCs were also told. Now listen, this isn't a standard single player game. You can play it single player, but it's really meant to be played with friends. And a lot of the perk cards are meant for friends. And there, the, the whole structure of the game and the scale of difficulty when you enter an event is meant for friends. Okay, cool. Uh, but people were still pissed. They. It's like they listened, they stayed excited because the number one viewed video and the number one viewed article on IGN for the year was the the, uh, Fallout 76 announcement. And people were super excited for it. And there was obviously the haters that were going to hate it anyway and the holdover haters from Fallout 4. So we already knew those were going to be there. Then people bought the game and they were like, what is this? What are my NPCs? It's almost like they have like really, really, really short-term attention spans and they have the inability to read. Because they couldn't well, so, read the box. The Blizzard tagline of the year is don't you guys have phones when people complained? Like at E three, I can almost like it would have been funny if like Todd Howard had said there'll be no NPCs and you know, described the game and when people looked weird, he'd been like, Don't you guys have any imagination? <laughs> and, and this, but the stories are so pl- they're played out with better voice acting in these holotapes than they are when there were NPCs before and the stories are actually much more detailed and sure you may have to go to different places to find the story pieces but it's the same as if you were to, to, to have to travel to different places to talk to different NPCs like the stories didn't really change um, how they were delivered it's just exactly you know the means to getting the audio is different that's it. Like you still well, go here's, and you here's do the quests. whole thing from, from a role play ability. I've heard people say, "Oh, this is not a role playing game. It's the worst." Oh, it's the game. most role playing. 
Well, my whole thing is like when you look at something like Fallout Four, which I I'm I like, but I'm not a huge fan of. Um, the role play was one of the worst parts about it. I didn't like being forced to have a child and care about a child <laughs> and go find a child and stuff because that's I'm not very pro abortion as well. I am. I'm absolutely pro- oh my god please for the love of god kill your kids while you can like this <laughs> you'll regret that you didn't more. later like oh we don't need any more fucking people edgy af i mean i'm just saying like look, look at Fortnite. imagine 50 years from now like all the stuff oh just just get rid of the little bastards now anyway um but seriously <laughs> i don't want like me and my wife nah we're child free people we don't want kids we ain't having no fucking kids i don't care about kids and I'm sitting there, and I have to look at this little bundle of ugly pixels, and it's making noise, it's crying, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, here's your entire motivation for the game. Don't forget your voice protagonist that you love. Oh, I hate the voice protagonist. Anyway, so I, I didn't give a fuck about any of that. I had no motivation to do this stuff. Fallout New Vegas, let's go on that one, or Fallout 2. The, you know, the, the, the carrot is there, basically. The, well, this dude shot you in the head. You know, in Fallout New Vegas. It's like, okay, I kind of want revenge, but then even if you didn't, it didn't fucking matter. I like that. I like that kind of stuff. With this one, there's no story. You're you're in a vault, but there's no, like, they don't tell you what kind of person you are. They don't tell you what you did for a living. Um, you know, like, it's whatever. It's just like, oh, we're going to rebuild America. Well, what does that mean? And you don't have to worry about rebuilding America. You can nuke America. Or not. You don't have to care. Like, or you can't. So the only motivation, like like yesterday, I'm running around and you're helping me uh, find uh, soil, air, and like water samples, like hollow tapes. Why was I doing that? Because well, I wanted to. Because you know, I I read it and I thought it was interesting. That's what my character would do. That's what I did. And then, you know, you're my friend, you know, in real life and in the game. So you yeah. came along with me. We didn't need any other motivation than that. Like it was just because we wanted to. There was no contrived like oh, well, your spouse that you definitely care about because of the five-minute interlude and the 15 times they said that you do something to your hair when you're changing your hair in the character creation. Oh, my God, shut the fuck up, Nora. Um, <laughs> like, like seriously, it, it's like I did. I, I think it adds, it adds a lot to the role playability. And, yes, I love NPCs. I'm playing through Fallout 2 again, and, you know, I, I, I love NPCs and stuff, but... The thing of it is, in all honesty, the vast majority of them don't really have anything to say that's useful. It's 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 flavoring, it's coloring on the world, and I think that Bethesda's done a good job of doing that with like teddy bears and cockroaches with bowler hats and really well crafted holidays. That's just not what the game is, though. Like it's just yeah. not. It's it's if you if you played Fallout for the in depth story, that's there in the same way that it was. You yeah, know, you can read notes, holotapes, all this. Yeah, but, there's a lot yeah. of lore and stuff in it, too. As far as NPCs, it's not what the game is. No, and, like, the whole thing is it's perfectly explained in the game why they can't be there, why there are none. Like, I mean, you're coming into a fucking war zone. Like, a plague has literally hit this part, and you're kind of the... You are there to save it, essentially. Yeah. Before um, it spreads to the rest of the world. I mean, it's... Yeah. The NPC thing is weird because NPCs in any Fallout game are good for like one or two interactions, and they just sound like robots by repeating the same things. So Another why not just need make, your help? Why yeah, not just make the NPCs robots? Like why not just make them literal robots, which Fallout seventy six did. Okay, so Fallout New Vegas. One of my favorite NPC interactions is Easy Pete. 
well, Easy Pete's really funny, and you would talk to him one time in Good Springs, you're not going to go talk to Easy Pete more than once because he doesn't say anything else. But, like, his first interaction where you're like, hey, did you, you know, see the people who shot me? It's like, uh, yep. What'd you think of them? Bad trouble. You know, basically, it's like, that's it. It's just like, it's yeah, it's a funny interaction, but I'm not going to go up and be like, oh, oh, here's my favorite part where Easy Pete says yep again. I mean, like, <laughs> seriously, like, <laughs> like you see what I'm saying is like NPCs are cool but that's for like like an interaction so I mean they can set it up differently and yeah. it's one of those things where they could add them in and stuff and I would say hey that's cool that would be even better but it's I don't think it's lacking anything with it I just think it's a different kind of Fallout game Good and point. I think personally if you sat down and played Fallout 2 and then you were to sit down and play Fallout 76 and be mad they weren't the same game you're probably a fucking moron and you probably don't have an IQ that's above room temperature just to... The point is, I the, the game has problems. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I really don't think it deserves the hate that it has gotten. You know, you want to complain about in game, but you want to compare it to a Fallout game. What did you do at the end of a Fallout game? You started a new one. Yeah, right. Or you modded it. That's not yep. really what you can do in an online Fallout. Um, but you could start I, over if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. it's a, it's a temptation. I mean, I I ended like <laughs> I did it not by choice once already, and I'm like I could do it again easily. Well, I mean, I I, I built my uh, special character build planner for Fallout 76 on nukesdragon.com, nukesdragons.com, and uh, so <laughs> now from here on out, I'm actually using all of my level ups to change my skill points around to get this exact build that I built on this planner on nukesdragons.com to uh, to be able to kind of change everything up a little bit. Like, I, I found a way to fine-tune my melee weapons and make sure they don't break and make sure I can fix them up how I want to, but also be a really good team player and be able to eat and share what I'm eating and stimpack and share what I'm stimpacking, and we all share the... Uh, the radiation resistance. So I have a really cool build that I'm working to now. So since I've reached level, once you reach level 50, there's no more special points you can spend. So you either unlock more cards that you can use or you change your special points around. Well, that gives it a whole new life because there's so many different ways to play. And there's a, a there are several single player specific builds and cards that are single player specific. Or there's general cards, and you can build a a fluctuating kind of player. Or you can build a player that is really meant for group play. And that's what I'm going for right now, is group play. Because once you get into really high levels... um, That's something that I think a lot of people miss out on. A lot of people try to get the, the cards and they build their character to maximize their specific damage. Not realizing that the majority of the time, unless you just absolutely refuse to play with anyone you're not taking out big things solo. So you don't necessarily need to do that. In fact, there are a lot more handy things you can do. For instance, your boy here uh, plays with the Enforcer perk maxed out, so I kind of blow everything's legs out from under it, and then everybody just walks over and takes it out like old Yeller in the backyard. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy glitching up the Scorched Beast Queen. But you you look at the YouTubers that really got the hate wagon started yeah. on Fallout 76. And even now, they're kind of being called out for it. And, you know, the game has been patched a lot. But even now, they're like, is it really that bad? Is it as bad as we thought? They're kind of reversing. 
Um, right. Because the thing is, this game has potential. Oh yeah, a lot of potential. And I hope that they reach their potential, because there are some people that have valid complaints. And serious valid complaints. And the only thing that's not valid is going to the game and saying, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, when it's exactly what we were told it was going to be. So... Uh, but other complaints, plenty of complaints that are valid. So hopefully they fix those problems. And hopefully we can try to solve those problems because in a couple of weeks we're going to post a How We Would Fix Fallout 76 podcast. But for now, we're going to have to stop the Fallout 76 debate because we don't need every podcast to turn into a Fallout 76 debate because this isn't a Fallout 76 podcast. It's the Gaming News Power Power. Brought to you by Take the Studios. And you can... two hours. It's also really long. You can reach Take the Studios, speaking of them, at any social media at Take the Studios or on YouTube.com slash Take the Studios. You can find myself on Twitter or Instagram or whatever at SYCO1316. You can find me on everything at Enclave Lee. And uh, Dylan is a hermit. He's anonymous. Uh, He lives in a a rock. He lives inside of a rock. Um, He lives in a van down by the river. (laughs) I'm the duo bomber. If you if you made it this far in the podcast, uh, thank you for making it this far. And please and like, hi, subscribe, share, and <laughs> please uh, share and leave a review. We're on iTunes. We're on every um, podcasting service. If we're not, and you somehow heard this, please let us know how you heard this and what you would like to hear it on. But please leave reviews. Those are very helpful. Uh, if they're five star, if they're not five star, they're not helpful at all. So ignore that I said yeah, that. Yeah, it's like frog splashes. If it's not five star, it's probably not worth looking at. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We will. See See you in uh, next week with our what we're looking to forward to 2019. I swear I'm looking, I'm working on the title on that one. Our 2019 predictions or uh, 2019 hopes and dreams, or how 2019 won't be as shitty as 2018. Hopefully, I mean that could be that could be but it. Probably. That's the best. That's the best. <laughs> I hoped for nothing, and I'm still let down. 2019. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks.